Hey guys, I hope you're doing great this morning. My name is Michelle and I am one of your Illumination slash Zumination leaders here at Christchurch Midrand. And I am here to give you a little bit of news and keep you up to date with what's going on. Firstly, I'm super glad that you joined us this morning. We will be continuing in week two of our series in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews is just a fantastic reminder for us uh, as to why Jesus is considered great and why he's better than anyone or anything else that's out there. So after this, right after this, you will hear a great sermon from Gareth G. Money Mags. Uh, that's his real middle name. Don't ask him. And I hope you enjoy that. Then right at 11, after the sermon today, we're going to be doing one of our catch-up sessions uh, for grade 8 and 9s. So I hope you'll join us for that. If you've never joined us for a catch-up session, it's basically just a chilled chat over Zoom. Um, you don't have to join with video. Uh, you don't even have to speak. And we just talk about what comes up. We talk about how you're doing. And we would just like to encourage you as well. So please join us for that. On the 21st of June, we'll be doing the same thing. That's next Sunday for the grade 10s, 11s, and 12s. And then if you can't join either, or if you did join either, please join us on the 28th of June, where we'll be doing one with all the grades. Catch-up session party. So uh, we'd love it if you'd join us. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Zoom details are in this region or very close by. Um, and remember that on Fridays, we still do meetups as well from 7.30 where we chat about the sermon that we heard on Sunday and we play games. So please join us for that as well, whether you've been or you haven't. Um, over Zoom as well. Please remember that. And then, last, please remember to check out our TikTok videos. We put three up every week, and that's just 60 seconds of the gospel, 60 seconds of the Word of God. And uh, we hope that you are enjoying those and continue to enjoy those. I think that's it from me. Mm. So, Enjoy the sermon. So I am sitting by a fire because it's freezing cold where I am. So if it's cold where you are, then I'm hoping you go and get a blanket, go and get some hot chocolate uh, or something to keep you warm. In fact, I will pause so that you can go and get those, those things and then you can unpause this video and we can carry on with the rest of it. Here's your moment to pause. All right, I'm pause now. <laughs> okay, I'm going to pray for us, and we are going to get straight into the book of Hebrews. Father God, I thank you that um, I can teach your word this morning. I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will be on myself, and your Spirit will be on those who are listening. Uh, your word is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates the heart, and so I pray that you use that word through your Spirit to change us. Praise in your name. Amen. Okay, so I think if you had to ask both Christians and non-Christians what is one of the coolest parts of Christianity, 
I think many would say angels. I'm not talking about the best parts. I'm talking about the coolest parts. It's because angels, they're the powerful ones, right? They fly, they've got swords. Uh, one angel can take out a thousand armies, it says in the Bible. In fact, if you wanted to write a teen novel that would make millions, I'd suggest writing something about angels. Perhaps maybe an angel falling in love with a human, you know the teen stories. You could make millions. It's a brilliant idea, right? In fact, often people, both Christian and non-Christians, sometimes pray that God will send his angels. Or that God will provide people with a guardian angel, someone to look after them. Now, I'm not sure whether that's the right thing or the wrong thing to do. But often I've wondered, when people pray like that, why don't they just go straight to Jesus? I mean, if he is greater than the angels, why pray that the angels should come and rescue you instead of Jesus? Now, I think the reason is, and I'm just guessing here, but I think the reason is because angels are more appealing. They're more attractive. Angels have swords. They glow. They fly. Jesus was a homeless man who died on a cross. Angels fly in legions, which means they fly uh, many of them together at once. Or they work in secret like agents, helping us with our problems from behind the scenes. But Jesus seemed to be the guy who was consumed with something that we often don't really consider a problem, and that's sin. Well, today we're going to see that while Jesus may not have been liked much when he walked this earth, he, he is awesome. And his awesomeness is not only far greater than that of the angels, but it impacts our lives as well. I think, actually, if you're reading an ESV uh, Bible right now, the subheading pretty much sums it up. Jesus is supreme. And supreme means that he's greater than anything else. Now, that subheading I got from chapter 1, and we are going to be looking at verses 5 to 14. So I hope you do have your Bibles. If you don't have a Bible, then again, pause this video, go get your Bible, come back, get under your blanket again with your hot chocolate, and carry on listening with us. All right, it's time to unpause again. Now, before we get into the text, it's worth noting that the people being written to here held angels in quite a high regard. At some point, these early Christians decided that angels were actually greater than Jesus. And in fact, they saw angels as mediators between them and God. In other words, they saw angels as the beings which communicated to God on their behalf. So whenever they prayed, they thought their prayers were reaching God through angels. And because of that, they actually began worshipping angels rather than worshipping Jesus like we do. So the Hebrew writer sought to correct this, and he does this by showing just how Jesus is more supreme than the angels. So look at verse 5. It says, For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you? Or again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. So the first way we see Jesus is supreme is that he's the son of God. 
Now, no angel has ever been given that status. It's not just, he's not just one who works for God like the angels are described as. He's actually related to God. He's the son of God. Carry on reading with me in verse 6. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. Of the angels, he said, he makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. So I want you to see here that there's a gradual progression that happens. The author of Hebrews gently introduces us to the greatness of Jesus. And he starts off by saying that he's the son of God. And then he moves on to something greater, that the angels worship him. It's kind of like he's saying, you want to know how great this Jesus is? Well, he's not just anybody. He's the son of God. And in fact, he's even greater. The, the angels, the very angels that you're worshiping, actually worship him. And then he gets to a climax. The bombshell happens in verse 7. Sorry, verse 8. He says, but of the Son, he says, your throne, O God. And that word, O God, is really important. Is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. Now that, O God, might not be in your translation, but if you look in the footnotes, you'll probably see it there, and it's supposed to be in the passage. The author is saying, and he's quoting from Psalm 47, verse 5 and 6 here, that God was calling the Son of God, God. Verse 9. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, again, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. Again here, the Son of God is being called God. Verse 10. And you, Lord, laid the foundations of the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Now notice, these next verses don't just say that Jesus, that the earth was made through Jesus, like John's Gospel says. No, this passage actually tells us that Jesus is the creator of the world. So what is this passage trying to tell us? It's trying to tell us that Jesus is better than the angels. And not only because he's the Son of God, and not only because the angels worship him, but because he is God. So what does this mean for us? We don't worship angels. I mean, we think they're cool, but we don't worship them. So what does this text have to say to us? How does it apply to us? Well, here's one, something that is really great about this passage is the actual author of Hebrews applies it for us himself. Look at verse 10. I'm going to read verse 10 again. And you, Lord, laid the foundation of the earth in the beginning. All the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. Like a robe, you will roll them up. Like a garment, they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will have no end. Now, you're probably looking at this going, how in the world is that application? And Gareth, are you going crazy? Because the author is saying that Jesus made the world. And then he compares the world to Jesus and says, Jesus lasts forever and the world is going to end. 
Well, you see, I think the author puts this here because there is something that you and I tend to do. We all tend to get caught up in the things that don't last instead of getting caught up in Jesus, the supreme being that will last forever. So think back to this week. What consumed your life? Schoolwork, relationships, TV series, Zoom, your phone, food, books, your parents, annoying siblings, hobbies, etc. All of these things are good. But where was Jesus in all of this? When did he show up in your life this week? I mean, here's a scary thought. Imagine, imagine standing before the Lord one day and he asks you, how much time did you give to me? And you look back on your life and you were, your life was just consumed with everything else except him. Look at this fire. Now, I love fires. The people who are in the room with me as I'm busy teaching this, my in-laws and Lauren, they know how much I love fires. I've been cooking fries almost every weekend uh, using all the wood of my in-laws because I just find fires amazing. I love fires. And the reason why I love them is because look how beautiful they are. There's something, that you, there's something that's calming about them, something that is so attractive, you can just stare at them for ages. But what happens when a fire burns down? What happens when the wood is all used up? Something that was so beautiful becomes cold and ugly. See, just like this fire, the things of this world are not going to last forever. Your friendships, your phone, your series, your books, your hobbies, your house, even you. You're going to fade away. There is no denying the beauty of these things, but you and I know that like this fire, it's eventually going to become nothing. Cold and ugly. But who lasts? Jesus. Jesus is the one thing that lasts. There is no point in consuming your time with everything else, but be consumed by the Lord. You know something, when you, when you are consumed with Jesus, it's not that you suddenly stop spending time in anything else. Rather, you still spend time with your friends, you still spend time on your phone, you still spend time watching series, reading books, your hobbies, etc. But your relationships with these things become improved. Here's why. Look at the look at the last bit of the passage. The last comparison the author makes between Jesus and angels. Verse 13. And to which of these angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? You see, God the Father said to Jesus, sit at my right hand, which means God the Father made him ruler. And this ruler is ruling with God the Father until one day when Jesus 
will put all his enemies under his feet. Now we know that his biggest enemy is sin. And although Jesus defeated sin at the cross, it's only when we see Jesus again that everything will be made perfect and evil will all be under his footstool. It will be completely taken care of, never to bother us again. Now this is a big thing for many reasons, but one is that it improves our relationship with everything that's going to fade away. How does it do that? Well, in all these things that usually consume our lives, all these fading things, we know two things. One, you and I both know this. They're not per- None of these things are perfect. And we don't know who to turn to when these things aren't perfect. We know that things go wrong in our friendships, our hobbies, our school lives, our family lives, in the world around us. We get hit with things like coronavirus, with the Black Lives Matter movement, and we we don't know who to turn to. Hebrews is saying Jesus is supreme. So turn to him, consume yourself with him, because if he is king, he's the only one with the real power that can change these things. We don't worship angels. We worship the God of the world. The one who is sitting at the right hand of the Father, who is ruling everything. We've got direct access to the King of it all. And not only is he supreme, but he also promises to take all these things that are broken and to fix them. Something that he started at the cross will one day be made perfect when we see him again. So be consumed by Jesus because he is better. He will one day make a world where there is no problematic friendships. Where the world is perfect and there will be no racism, no classism, no viruses. And there will be a joy that is unfathomable. So we started off the sermon talking about how cool angels are. In comparison to Jesus but I think you will agree now that Jesus is far more awesome let's pray father God we just thank you so much that you are more awesome we thank you that in love you put on flesh you came to this earth and when you rose again you weren't just a human you rose as the God man who eventually sat at the Father's right hand and is ruling supremely over everything. And Father, thank you that that has so many blessings for our lives. Thank you that you've defeated sin. Thank you that you are king of our lives and that you are continually walking with us until one day we'll see you again in paradise in everything that is evil and everything that is darkened and broken will be restored and taken away. Praise all in your name. Amen. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. I do hope to see the uh, to see you guys uh, on Friday, and it's the grade eights and nines. Yes, grade eights and nines. I hope to see you guys after this. Um, and next week we're going to be continuing in the book of Hebrews, and next week Jared's going to be teaching. So it's going to be amazing. See you guys then. Cheers. <laughs>